welcome to the Daring Designers Club. If you're listening, you are now a member. And listening along to the podcast, you're going to hear all about running a successful, sustainable design business, which doesn't just keep your bank balance happy, but also makes you a happy business owner. We're going to talk portfolios, design process, pricing, clients, admin, marketing, and everything that goes into running a design business, as well as mixing in some interviews with design experts who've done it all before. I can't wait to help you with any topic you need a boost with. And if you want to hear more from me, head to at GattoWeb on Instagram or GattoWeb.com where you can find more resources for designers in the form of workshops, blog posts, ebooks, and more. Let's get into today's episode. Hello designers and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm doing another guest episode, this time with Chloe Ford, who is a branding, packaging and website designer who works with beauty, skincare and wellness brands. And this is the exact reason I wanted to chat with Chloe. The fact that she has chosen a really specific industry-based niche for her design work is so interesting to me. And I thought it would be really interesting to you too, if you're considering how to niche into a certain industry and why this might be right for you or maybe not right. If you've listened to my podcast or read my content before, you'll know that I'm generally against going for an industry-specific niche, but this is mostly because it's kind of what we're told to do to succeed, instead of actually thinking about your own intuition, your own dream clients, and basing your niche on something a bit more than just the industry of the client. However, it's definitely something that works for Chloe because she's passionate about working with beauty brands and in that specific industry. So that works 100% for her and it can 100% work for you too if you have a particular area that you're super passionate about. So I'm going to jump in and welcome Chloe now. Hi Chloe. Hi Kat, how are you? I'm really good, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, good. So um, people already know from the introduction a little bit about you, but do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself and your business sort of in your own words? Yeah, so um, I'm a beauty brand designer. I've only recently niched at the beginning of this year. So it was like three months ago, um, but I've been designing for eight years. I went to uni and did um, graphic design, but initially I actually went to uni and did um, philosophy but I didn't like it so I ended up a few years later doing graphic design and then um, yeah absolutely loved it and then worked with a couple of clients out of university and then ended up starting my business two and a half three years ago Um, yeah that's where we are now amazing and um, as you know so one of the main things that I would love to talk to you about today is your decision to niche down into just working with beauty brands so you said that was just at the beginning of this year um so what were you doing before you made that decision and decided to to really niche into that specific industry well I was working with lots of different clients from all kinds of industries like service-based product-based um and I just kind of felt like I kind of felt like every time that I'd get a new client, I had to really understand their their business from scratch. And so they'd be telling me competitors and I wouldn't know who they were. And I and like you have to approach each kind of project differently, like if it's service based or product based. And so from there, I sort of thought, 
I actually kind of prefer the product-based rather than service-based. So that was kind of my first thoughts of maybe I should start niching. Like mainly I just want to be able to get results for my clients. And I felt like the best way I could do that was to know their industry inside and out. So that when they said, oh, have you heard of this brand? I'd be like, yes, I know exactly what they're doing. Uh, you know, I know it already. Um, so that was where I sort of thought that maybe niching would be a good idea. And um, and yeah, for beauty brands, I kind of, I've, I've always been interested in beauty, but I just found that the, the um, clients that I was working with always tend the the ones that I really really enjoyed always tend to be beauty brands and also the all the like when I'd look for inspiration they often tended to be beauty websites and I just found it really exciting so I wanted to do more of it basically yeah that's amazing I mean one of the things I tend to talk to people about when it comes to like thinking about your niche or your dream clients is actually thinking back to projects you've already worked on and what went really well, like what you really enjoyed doing and what you had particular interests in. And so the fact that that was how it was going with specifically beauty brands sounds like that was sort of a really important decision for you to make and and how you came to find that niche. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was because uh, I I kind of had seen people say, oh, you should niche, you should niche. And I didn't want to do it just for the sake of it. But I'd always kind of had it in the back of my mind. And then as I was working on the projects, I realized that those were the ones that I really enjoyed. So I'm glad that I didn't kind of do it, you know, straight away. I didn't kind of go, oh, I want to work with this type of person because I wouldn't necessarily have known it at that point um, initially. So I'm glad that I kind of waited, worked with lots of different clients and then thought, actually, that's where I want to be. Yeah, that's such a good point as well, because you're right, like I I say this quite a lot, there's lots of people saying, you know, like business people saying that you should niche because that makes your business more successful or, you know, it's it's the key to to success. Um, but actually, I think if you if you see that quite a lot and then just decide on a whim that you should be niching into a certain industry without thinking about it too much or without having that experience first you could possibly I guess push yourself back by choosing the wrong industry or being forced into it yeah definitely I definitely don't think it's something to do just for the sake of it it just kind of felt right for me and although I also because because I know some people as well they're like oh well I want to work with lots of different people so then I think that's fine I think it was more that I felt like I could serve the clients better by knowing everything inside and out so I could help them on kind of like a deeper business level as well rather than just here's some pretty designs like you go away and do what you want with them like I really want to get to the heart of the strategy of it and so that they understand that I get them and I really understand their whole what what they're experiencing yeah I love that and I always say that I feel like design is a very specific industry to be in like if you have a design business it's very different from lots of other service-based businesses and I think in the same way beauty and wellness is quite a unique industry and definitely is more of an industry that needs those expertise that I think I mean I'm sure you've experienced is a lot more beneficial to the clients that you work with and the beauty brands themselves than just working with any designer who has like general expertise yeah, exactly. And also from a client point of view, I was noticing in Facebook groups and just and also people asking me 
say they had a skincare brand, they'd say, have you worked with a skincare brand before? And obviously, like, I knew that it didn't matter whether I'd worked with a skincare brand before. Like, it, it, it's more important on the style rather than whether it's actually for, you know, what industry it's for. So, but I realised, like, because they might not be creative or they might not understand that that's how it worked, they like to see, oh, they've done this for a similar type of brand. That means they can do it for me. So I also feel like it it builds the trust more as well because you, you already kind of get it. Yeah, of course, a bit more like credibility that you already have experience working with similar brands. Yeah, and I think it also just helps them visualise what what their end product could be like. Yeah, 100%. That's a good point. Um, Something else that came up there that I was thinking was um, you mentioned about style and, you know, I guess some people have their niche as their style and so people go to them for that specifically. Um, How do you merge the two in terms of working with a specific industry? But obviously you also have your own really distinct style. So I worry that sometimes if you niche into a particular industry there's still quite a lot of people within there who might not necessarily connect with your style so what's your experience with balancing those two things together yeah and I think initially I kind of thought well I don't want a niche into a style because I don't have a style and then obviously you realize that you do have a style (laughs) and everyone I feel like has a style so then but I do still think that although I have a style there's definitely like nuances within that and I think people see that like I can do the very minimal monochrome look but then other other styles are very like colorful and bold so I think yeah not it doesn't necessarily have to be about the style I think it gives me more freedom niching into an industry rather than a style and then I don't have to stick with that style I can yeah do lots of different ones yeah a bit more flexible and you can play around a little bit more with each different brief Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's what clients want from me anyway. Like a lot of the time, if they send me a mood board, it's not a style that I've necessarily done before, but they want my spin on it. So yeah. So um, in in that way, then, what, what would you say to someone who maybe has a very specific style, but wants to work off like feels quite passionately about working within a particular industry and being an expert within that industry? Would you say it's worth trying to be a bit more flexible and maybe exploring different styles to make yourself a bit more available to those people? Possibly, but then I think that there's always enough clients within each industry who all want a particular style as well. And I also think that that's kind of one of the um, downsides to doing the same industry all the time because you, you're you not necessarily thinking outside the box and bringing you know, what might work for another industry, bring that in and do something a little bit unusual. Yeah, so I think one of the downsides with staying in a particular industry is that you're not bringing other, you know, trends of other industries to that particular industry. One of the downsides to niching is that some people say that you should be working across lots of different industries because then you can bring, you know, trends and styles from one industry into a different one, which mm-hmm. means that it's more unusual. Yeah, and you can help them stand out. Yeah, exactly. But I think that actually it's more about if you know the whole market within a particular industry, it means you can be more disruptive because you know them all. Because you, if you come from a different industry and you think, oh, yeah, I can I can do that, you know, within here, it might have actually been done before. You just don't know it because you haven't seen seen it all. 
Yeah, um, that's a really good point. Whereas actually, if you are specialising and becoming an expert within that industry, and I think it's worth saying that the word industry is going to be thrown around <laughs> considering the topic <laughs> of our conversation. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think if you become an expert, like you said, when people do bring up different brands or, you know, you will do your own personal research on everyone within that area um, and so you'll know what is a bit more groundbreaking or what has actually been done before in in comparison to working across lots of different areas and not having I guess like not having your finger on the pulse with what's happening across the board yeah yeah exactly exactly and so yeah I think in terms of you know if a designer was worried about having a very particular style and then going into particular industry as well I think that's fine because there are always enough you know, brands, there's just so many brands starting up. And I think, I think styles can be interchangeable anyway. So yeah, I, I think that would have been something that worried me. It didn't worry me at the time. I think it would have done, but actually I'm finding that it doesn't need to be something to worry about because I'm still getting lots of clients that are interested and asking me to do other styles, which I'm very happy to do because, because I like working more broadly. Yeah, that's great. Because I definitely think that would be a concern of people. And it's a concern in general, I think, even when people don't niche that specifically, people can say, well, what if there's no one out there who wants to work with me in this particular way or for these particular prices or, you know, whatever it is that they're concerned about. And I think you've made a really good point that actually there are so many businesses, not just starting up, but also evolving and wanting to to redesign and you know moving forward themselves and actually if you're one person working on I don't know it could be anywhere between like five and 20 projects a year but there are like thousands and thousands of businesses who are looking for designers to work with and so Mm. I think it's really important the point that you made about there's always people who want to work with you, whether it is for your style or for your expertise. And there's always going to be people out there that connect with your work. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So as you know yourself, because you've been part of like some of my programs and and things like that, but my general thoughts on niching in the design industry is that actually it can be more focused on the traits of the people or the businesses that you're working with and not necessarily just on industry. Obviously, you found the industry works for you, but do you find that you also try to work with people who have particular traits or are in a sort a certain area within that industry um, when you're yeah. thinking about your dream clients? Yeah, 100%. Like sustainability is like such a huge um thing that I really care about and also I'm vegan so I love to work with other brands that have those same values but then um and and you would think oh that's even niching even further but then I think especially in the beauty industry there's so you know most brands now that release have those values because it's so important to this generation yeah and in terms of you know niching into a particular um you know, set of values or something. I didn't feel like that was tangible enough for me. And I didn't know where to look for those clients that had those particular values. Whereas with, um, you know, niching into an industry, I know where I can look for them. Like I can find Facebook groups. There's been loads of clubhouse rooms that are for beauty founders and certain courses that they go on. I can create content on Instagram or, you know, marketing content that's specifically for them. And as soon as I thought I'm only going to serve the beauty industry, I suddenly had so many ideas for 
yeah, content, blog posts. I felt like I could be found on Google more easily because, you know, if you're searching for graphic designer, not as much is going to, you know, there's going to be tons and tons of results. Whereas if you search for beauty brand designer, there might be fewer and hopefully I'd be at the top of that soon. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just felt like it wasn't as tangible for me as niching into an industry. Yeah, definitely. And actually, from what it sounds like anyway, is that the values that you've mentioned, like like you said, sustainability and um, being vegan are quite big values within the beauty industry anyway. Like you said, I think mm-hmm. th- those things actually match up perfectly without even having to consider. I think straight away, if you were to think of those values, beauty is probably one of the first industries you would maybe consider um in particular I think the way the beauty industry seems to be going especially with like more smaller brands um are towards those values so it's it's great that actually what you've done is match up your industry with your own personal values and so you can sort of combine those two things when it comes to content ideas and and helping yourself be found like you said yeah definitely 100% yeah that's great I mean, you've already mentioned a few things there. I think there's sort of saying that you can become an expert and you can really focus and make sure you're found by the right people. Um, Are there any any other benefits that you found in particular for you on like niching into a particular industry, like specifically beauty? Yeah, I think mainly the just the the way that I can find clients so much more easily and the way that I can help them so much more like I'm I'm doing a brand strategy course at the moment that's like really in depth and I feel like I can just apply what my clients are going to need straight onto that because I can I know what they're looking for I know their struggles like I feel like just I feel like I can know them so well because I see it over and over again so yeah and I think I think it's it's more as yeah as soon as I thought beauty brands I suddenly thought I can just I can, I can just help them better and know what they're experiencing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love that um the expertise side of things. Like I think it's really clear that you're passionate about really wanting to help the business as well as just like you said before creating a really nice brand design or a really nice website and I do think that is becoming more and more valuable when it comes to the design industry and and how we can help our clients. I think just designing logos or just having a, a basic website doesn't really, you know, feel like enough at sometimes, especially for particular clients. And I guess especially for people with particular budgets as well, you know, if, if people are spending quite a lot of money, they kind of expect a little bit more and they, they want that value, they want those expertise from you as well. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I can become an expert if I'm niching, you know, more of an expert if I'm niching into one particular specialism. So I said a little bit there about budget and, you know, the value of the project. And have you found also that being able to niche and being an expert in a particular area helps you do things like raise your prices and and charge slightly more for projects? Yeah, definitely. I think it's now I'm hearing people saying, no, I want to work with you. Like, I don't want to work, you know, I've spoken to other people, but it's you that I want to work with. And I'm hearing that more now. And I feel like that's probably because the peace of mind that comes with knowing that, that I do, this is what I do all the time. I guess something else that I was curious to ask about is that actually, I think a lot of us know that beauty, wellness and skincare in itself is a, you know, a huge industry and there's people there who are really big players in business and have lots of money. Do you think that that's something 
that helps as well when it comes to niching, you know, going into an area that is so successful and booming like beauty or do you think those opportunities can still be there for smaller industries in business? Oh yeah, I definitely think that they're there for every industry, but I definitely think that, yeah, with the beauty industry, there's a lot of people that receive investment. And so, so yeah, I feel like there is perhaps more money there than in other, um, I don't want to say industries, but maybe, you know, if you, if you want to work with really early stage startups, then obviously there's not going to be as much money there as, you know, other things. So yeah, I think that does help, but I don't think that it's, that the other specialisms aren't lucrative yeah yeah no I agree and I think um again it's something that I think people maybe consider a bit too much you know I think we worry too much about whether people have money or whether they don't have money and you know maybe this price is a little bit too expensive because those people are just starting but I think wherever you decide to niche whether it is an industry or not and there's always going to be people with a huge variety of budgets there will be people who either want to start like you said DIYing themselves or um, start with a slightly smaller design package on a smaller budget but then there's always going to be people even startups who like you said can get like loads of investment or you know have just raised money before that they have to spend so I think regardless of a niche it's really important to to recognize that there are people of all budgets out there as well yeah and I also think that even a beauty brand with more years behind them probably wants more than someone who's in an early stage so I feel like the scope of works changes anyway and that then the pe- like the people that are coming to me now want more from the process than perhaps they did when I was first starting out and they might have been first starting out as well so I think that kind of adjusts as well and that's where now I want to go much deeper into the strategy behind things and also ask people why on the inquiry call that they want those certain things I don't want them to come to me and say oh I need you know a web a website that does this and then I want um you know some flyers and I want that I want to say like okay so why do you want those things are you definitely sure that a website is what you're missing at the moment and is that you know do you think that you're going to get the return on investment from that rather than just thinking that that's what they need actually looking at the reasons behind why they want that and if it is the best choice yeah exactly and I think for me that the changing point in my business between feeling I guess like a bit of an imposter you know like feeling like I maybe didn't really know what I was doing I could design pretty things but you know (laughs) I didn't know what the value was there I think as soon as I started thinking about strategy and actually using the knowledge that I had from working with lots of different businesses over the years to actually advise people on their business and say you know you're asking for this thing but you know like you said there is this something you actually need or is it just something you've maybe seen someone else has or you know um, it just feels like a nice thing to have the more that you can input your own opinion and share your own value even just on an, an inquiry call I feel like just shows that you are a lot more of an expert and it's those strategy conversations that even though the design is the main outcome of the project and what they're paying you for it's the strategy that can start a lot of those things off and actually show that you're the right person to work with as well yeah definitely totally agree so how are you finding fitting strategy into your conversations when it comes to like inquiry calls or talking to current clients Um, Well, I've always kind of done a little bit of the strategy and it was kind of just from 
questionnaires and things and I didn't feel like I was going as deep as I wanted to go I really wanted to be able to help these people you know I didn't I didn't want them I didn't want the client to just be like oh this is my goal I wanted to uncover like okay so why is that your goal and is that definitely you know is that goal right for you so I um yeah so I just enrolled in a course that goes really deep into it which now so now I'm looking at doing more of a workshop based approach so we actually like have a conversation which I also like because then it's slightly less work for the client in the beginning although they have to set aside a lot of time they're getting a bit more from it than just a questionnaire where they're just you know they have to spend the time writing out all their answers yeah so that's something that I'm just starting to implement now yeah amazing and that adds so much value as well so I think I'll I'll move on to my sort of like final question for you. Um, But if there's anyone listening to this episode who is maybe considering moving into a more industry-based niche or, you know, has an idea of the particular clients that they really, really want to work with and would like to pivot their business to just focus on that industry, do you have any tips for them to make that happen and make it part of their business? Um, yeah, well, I mean, when I decided that I wanted to work with beauty brands, I was really, I was feeling like, is this the right thing? And I kind of felt like it definitely was. But then it's also very scary, because you kind of feel like all those clients, you know, that I'd worked with before, they're not going to come back or like these people aren't going to work with me. But actually, that hasn't happened at all. And people still do inquire, even if they're not a beauty brand. So that was something I didn't need to be worried about. Also, I don't think that it would have happened if I hadn't have worked with a coach. And because it that actually meant that I wanted that I actually had to do it at the end of it, I told her like, <laughs> that's my goal is to niche into um designing for beauty brands and so we broke it down together and that actually helped me get there and I think without that I would have just been too scared but every time I got scared she'd remind me of the reasons why I was doing this and um and actually it's turned out to be like 100% the right choice and obviously I don't know if I'm going to be doing you know I don't know if in 10 years I'll still be designing only for beauty brands it might change but I feel like with everything it can always change and it doesn't need to be you know, it's not it's not the be all and end all. If I want to do this for a little bit and then I decide, you know, I want to do something else, I feel like that's fine too. It doesn't need to be, you know, you're not setting yourself up for life. <laughs> yeah, I think there's two amazing points there. Like the first, even if you're not working with a coach, I think it's sometimes just about really sticking to your intuition and and going along with things if you feel like it's right and if you've made that decision, there's a reason why. And maybe just checking back with yourself and you know continuing to knock down any self-doubt by reminding yourself of why you're doing something and then also the second point of you know things can change like it's not 100% set in stone just because you've made that decision but sometimes I think it's just about giving it a go and seeing if I guess that's probably what you've done is that you thought this sounds like something I want to do I'll give it a go but then always keeping in mind that you could go back if you wanted to but it's just happened that, that that's what you really like doing which is great. Yeah, exactly. And I've actually noticed that I've been getting more inquiries now because I think it because even now that I've changed my Instagram, you know, um, name to beauty brand designer, I followed someone the other day and they immediately and they were a beauty influencer and they immediately followed me back and then they immediately messaged me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that would have happened if it had just said graphic designer because it's so broad. I think probably the beauty part of it kind of, you know, took their interest 
and it just makes you more recognizable. I also would always get a question with people saying, oh, who, like, what type of businesses do you work with? And I'd be like, oh, all sorts. <laughs> Whereas I like that now it's just a lot more clear and it feels clearer to me in my head and clearer for other people as well. And I just, I feel like it makes you more, yeah, more recognizable. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think it's it's what you said before, it's not right for everyone, but I think if people are listening and really feel like they have a specific area that they love the projects that they work on and maybe like really want to become a leading voice or an expert within a certain area within design then looking into industry especially if there's a specific industry that you've already got in mind I think is a really good way of like you said standing out and just being a leader within within that area and being being able to have a bit more impact on people who see your work as well. Yeah, exactly. I think the main thing is not doing it just for the sake of it. And I think in the, in right at the beginning when I heard it was a good idea to niche, I was like, oh, okay, I must niche. But then I didn't and I'm glad I didn't because it meant that I could truly figure it out and whether that was what I wanted to do. Yeah, and take the time to make sure that was the right decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me, Chloe. It's been really lovely chatting and I hope this episode has really helped. Like I said, anyone who is in a similar position to where you were maybe at the end of last year, you know, hoping to work with a specific type of client and maybe not sure where to go. Um, I think your tips are going to be really, really valuable. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Bye.